Well, during the holidays, it can be tough to walk through the messiness, the, the hard relationships, the challenges, the busyness. So how do we connect with God in the midst of all of that? It's really a basic recovery principle, but it can be magnified during the holidays. So today, we're going to talk about what it looks like to connect with God well during the holidays. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, hope, recovery topics, all centered around the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery Principles, where Jesus helps us to walk as we face the hurts, deal with the hang ups and the compulsive behaviors and the habits, and especially the relationships, so that we can walk in freedom and the newness of life as He intended. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery. And it's so good to be back with you today. And we're having a great conversation around uh, just how do we proactively go into the holidays and and just recognizing and feeling the weight of um, inviting God into that space. And so uh, I'm inviting a brother, a dear friend, uh, David Atterbury. He's a worship leader on the local level in Northwest, Northwest Arkansas, Fayetteville, Arkansas. And um, he's going to join me in this conversation. David, welcome, man. Hey, Rodney. It's good to be here, man. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. I struggle with anger and codependency. My name's David. Hey, David. So that this, that thought of connecting with God, uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind or heart when we think about what that looks like to connect with God? First thing is, I'm like, you need to sit down and be still. I need, <laughs> it's like calming myself down enough to be still with him is probably one of the hardest things for me, which just seems so counterintuitive as someone who says, I am a follower of Jesus and I love the Lord. Yeah. Yet, one of the most challenging parts of that is to get still. It, yeah, and it's, that's hard just in general, just in day-to-day, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it seems like the holidays tend to add another level of complexity uh, and struggle and just being still. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, just looking at the calendars um, in the holiday seasons can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we tend to have more gatherings. We tend to maybe be around family more. Our schedules te- tend to be a little bit uh, fuller. Uh, so it's a, it's an added level of complexity and struggle in it during the holidays. It is. And, uh, you know, my wife, Karen and I months ago, every, every year we've noticed this, this trend and it's that October will get crazy no matter what, you know? And so, you know, you know, the holidays are coming, but it's like, for us, it just seemed like, how does October always get insanely busy? So this year we put parameters around October Mm. and committed to nothing extra, but it's still filled up, you know? So it's like, um, just realizing that, yeah, the holidays are coming and even more so, I mean, we don't, we don't have a, a, a large extended family now. So trying to, to make trips to different places to make sure we're with big family gatherings is not as much a part of our lives anymore. But yet we do feel that just culturally it gets busy. I mean, even just driving from our house 
over to the grocery store can seem stressful just because of the traffic. And so, yeah. uh, yeah. So, so how do I, how do I function in the context of a busier and busier Northwest Arkansas for us? And, uh, and feel like I'm connecting with the Lord instead of just feeling angsty toward the world, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So so there feels like there's, there's kind of two levels to this one is, am I putting aside time that's dedicated Mm -hmm. to him that I'm okay, I'll get to the schedule later, but, but before I get into the, the busyness of the day, I'm going to spend some time with Mm -hmm. you, Lord. Mm -hmm. But then there's the, in the midst of the chaos, how am I connecting with God, right? So even drive, you're talking about the traffic, you mm-hmm. know, connecting with God in the midst of the chaos of the traffic mm-hmm. and the grocery stores and, and you know, going shopping or whatever, whatever yeah. it is that we're doing. Um, yeah, what, is that, what does that look like for you practically? Um, just kind of getting real down to the basics well, let's start with that time of setting aside time. What, yeah. What's your rhythm look like? Mm-hmm. Is it different for you during the holidays? Do you have to be more intentional? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it the same same rhythm, whether mm-hmm. it's the holidays or not? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I think for me, it would be, David, just do, try to stay focused on doing what you're already doing. Don't. I think that would be it. I mean, the challenge would be, to get pulled away from just what has become my rhythm, mm. right? So, so my rhythm, generally speaking, I get up before Karen, and um, while I'm eating my cereal, um, I, I try to have the word open right there, yeah. you know. Um, and so, it's kind of like you know, Bible and breakfast. It's and I'm not focused on forcing myself to feel like I've got to read a whole chapter or make extensive notes or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, man, if, if I am in the word, then I'm, I am with Jesus, Mm. right? Uh, I'm, I'm engaging my mind with the mind of Christ. And so, um, so just that intentional, okay, David, just sit down. You've got the spoon in your hand open the book and I always use a little red pen, you know, and, and using a journaling Bible. And, and part of my rhythm is just to sit there and linger right now. I've been going through the book of Mark uh, Mm. in a little journaling Bible, finished that up. And now I've just felt like, man, I need to re-engage with the book of Proverbs Mm. again. And so, um, that's where I've been the past four or five days is just to sit and just to engage with that and, and Lord, what, what are you saying to me in this? And, mm-hmm. and it's been, again, as always, the word is, is, is always spot on. I heard somebody say last night on, on a podcast, uh, uh, we are catching up with the word, like as far as like some things that are going on prophetically oh, in our yeah. world. He said, we're catching up with the Bible. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible is already spoken and it's, and it's always relevant. And, and that's true for me. It's like I'm opening Proverbs and I'm reading things even this morning. You know, they're just like, man, that is so spot on with where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me of some things. And thank you for challenging my heart and my attitude on some things. So in, 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 in regard to your question, what is my rhythm? That's my rhythm. It's kind of mm-hmm. Bible and breakfast. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and I've found too, it it's hard for me just to jump into something. So just kind of allow myself to kind of get into the room a little bit. And mm-hmm. so just sitting and breathing for a little bit, just like, okay, I'm waking up my mind. I'm waking up my heart. I'm waking up my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like to sit on the back deck at our, mm-hmm. our house and mm-hmm. just sit and just listen to the crickets and listen to the world kind of wake up. And, yeah. and so for me, it's kind of uh, reconnecting <laughs> with his beauty, kind of mm-hmm. connecting with what's happening around me to kind of get myself in the room. And then then I'll kind of go into that same practice. We, you know, we do our, our quiet time separately and then Carol and I, my wife, will will, will share kind of mm. what did you get out of the Lord uh, today? Mm-hmm. What what was He speaking to you? And so we'll kind of kind of share from our journals, and then what are we praying about? And and kind of inviting each other into that. So no, that's good. I was going to just inject. Yeah, like uh, day before yesterday, had a little time, and I'd been doing a little yard work, and and I needed to cool down, and I just. Karen was running back to the office to do stuff, so I thought I just said, "Hey, I'm going to go out and sit on the patio." Got this old rocking chair out there, and I took the Book of Proverbs with me, yeah, and just sat outside, you know. And it makes me think there's nothing, nothing better than to to be outside with the Lord and His Word and hear a a crow calling out there, you yeah. know, or a hawk, and and just know <laughs> that's the beauty and the goodness of the Lord really to us, and so. Uh, whether I'm reading or kind of back to an, a, a podcast a few weeks ago, or just being there and listening and and seeing mm-hmm. uh, His beauty and and His glory, like yeah. Romans one talks about there, the evidence of Him is there. Do I see it in front of me or not? Yeah. And so yeah, that's yeah. Well, and that's I'm glad you brought up that Romans one because that that's that's so crazy. We were you and I were talking about this just yesterday, but. But just the kind of the core of that, it's like what seemed like it should be obvious wasn't. And and they were missing, they were missing what was right in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so there's a great illustration there of just being present and, and acknowledging, do I see it? Do I notice it? Do I acknowledge it? But in that is as Paul's talking in that Romans one, he's telling them you know, you need to acknowledge, uh, to give thanks, um, and, and have thankfulness in that space to acknowledge, give honor. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a result, because they weren't doing that, and this is kind of the, kind of the give you goosebumps for me was their hearts, uh, became futile and foolish and, mm-hmm. uh, actually were darkened. Mm-hmm because they weren't connecting with God. And the way we can connect with God, I love that hearing crows, um, <laughs> whatever's happening around me. Even I got up in the middle of the night. Um, I'm at the age where I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. But I, I saw uh, uh, something kind of, the mm. the street light kind of blink for a minute, like something walked in front of me. I was like, what's out there? And so I looked out in the backyard and on the fence was a possum. Possums are <laughs> grotesque to me, but there was big some, rat, big rat, <laughs> yeah, big rat. Yeah. And so I was trying to make noise at it. It was literally walking on the top of the fence and just kind of creeping along the top of the fence. And I made a noise and it stopped and it slowly turned its head around mm. and looked at me like, really, that's all you got. You know, I was trying to spook <laughs> it to get off the fence. 
It just looked at me for a second and then slowly turned its head back and then just slowly kept walking, taking those slow steps. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, even in a possum, you can see God's glory, right? It's like, it's like, here's this creature that God made. And in the middle of the night, this thing is living and moving and breathing Mm -hmm. and, and, and walking the earth because God put it here. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's a, how do you look at a possum and see God's glory, right? <laughs> but even as I was taking that, it's like, man, this is just fascinating. Just looking and watching this creature take slow, intentional steps mm-hmm. as it's headed to its next step. It was on a mission wherever it was going, hopefully away from my house. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, even in the possums, we can yeah. see God's glory. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it's that thing. It's like in our age of robotics and AI and stuff, which, you know, whatever. It's like, you make a possum. Can you make a possum? You know, can you make something out of flesh and bone that can yeah. can function and has a purpose? And it's like, man, that's God's glory. You yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's interesting, David. So, we'll continue to talk practical Mm -hmm. things to give our listeners, but this just came to mind. What, what would keep us from doing this? Right. What, what is the, is there fear? Is there angst? Is there uh, some doubt? Is there some shame messages? What would keep us from being intentional about this connection with God that in your experience, years of ministry, um, what, what, what do you think would be the obstacle? What keeps mm. us from doing this? Man, fear, shame, and doubt. You, you you name three things right out of the gate. And and yeah, I've, you know, quote, been in ministry like vocationally yeah. pretty much all my life. My dad was a Baptist pastor, so I think I was vocationally involved even, yeah. even before I was getting paid, you know. Um, but um, I think um, that, yeah, there's that that fear and shame. And then I think that's where Satan loves to come in hmm. and plant the lies that, hey, David, you didn't have a quiet time the past couple of days. Hmm. So how how do you even dare come back to your father? Who do you think you are? You prodigal, you know, and, and think that he wants to engage with you now. Yeah. You wow. know, and... Um, or yeah, I mean there could be so that's the shame game, right? That he man, that's that's part of his native tongue. You know, lying is his native tongue. So shaming is is really yeah. taking a, a kind of a truth and twisting it, right? <laughs> and uh, and he loves to play that narrative in my head. And then fear too. I mean, I think there could be that thing of like maybe maybe there is something I've done, thought, said that I don't really want to deal with. Mm. And so it, uh, it's like, I don't, I, I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid to get alone with God and have to face that. And, um, but in reality, it would be the best thing for me just to, to get that taken care of in recovery language. Yeah. Why don't I do that inventory piece right now? <laughs> Examine that fear. Why am I feeling that? What did yeah. I do say, think that I just need to acknowledge to the father and keep my side of the street clean. Yeah. So uh, it's fear, shame, and doubt. And yeah. And then, and then just the doubt, uh, I think ties in with both of those somehow fear and shame just end up creating, uh, you know, am I really his kid? I mean, I'm not living like it, am I, you know, boy, Hmm. what a rich I am. (laughs) But that's all lies. Yeah. I want to, I want to come back to that because I love that daily inventory 
it, interesting thought to do a daily inventory going into that time with mm. God. I think that's a great, uh, real practical thing. So I'll hold that thought. I want okay. to come back to that when we come back. Stick with us and we'll continue the conversation on connecting with God. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, if you're looking for an online Celebrate Recovery meeting, Wednesdays, every single Wednesday at 12 Pacific, um, you can join us online. All you got to do is go to CelebrateRecovery.com and you'll get the link and you show up and you can listen to a great devotional or a little mini money and then we break up into gender-specific groups so that you can connect with people from all over the globe. There's people from all kinds of countries, different countries. Just join us if you're looking for that extra meeting in addition to your local meetings, or maybe you don't have a local meeting around you and you need this uh, online um, as a, an additive to your recovery. Join us every single Wednesday, 12 Pacific, and we'd love to join, have you join us for this online open share group. Hope you'll join us this week. Welcome back. Talking with David Atterbury. We're just uh, continuing the conversation on connecting with God. And right before the break, David, we were talking about, which is an interesting thing. It just light bulbs were just going off in my brain when you were saying that the shame, the fear, the doubt, you know, you haven't talked to me in a couple days. Who do you think you are? And interesting concept, unpack that some more of of a daily inventory. Because when you were saying that, I was thinking, what a cool entry point. Just it's almost like a little bit of repair saying, God, this is what I'm feeling. You know, I, I've I feel a lot of doubt. I feel a lot of shame because I haven't been connecting with you. And I just want to bring that to the foot of the cross and let you know what I'm experiencing. Cause spending time with you is important. But w- tell me where your heart's going with that. Mm. Cause my brain was kind of lighting up when you were saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, as you say, bringing it to the foot of the cross, it's a reminder that we all are broken. Yeah. Right. Strugglers. So I think I've heard people say the ground is level at the foot of the cross, right? <laughs> it's like, we're all broken. So if I can, if I can acknowledge to myself, David, come on, everybody's broken mm. uh, around here our mosaic congregation all are broken all matter mm. and one gets the glory so the one who gets the glory is the one who says david i still love you don't wow. don't believe the lies would you just come into my embrace you know and and let me love you mm. uh, there's an old song that says I, I need to be still and let god love me mm. i need to be still and let god love me when this world starts to push and shove me i need to be still and let god love me and so so if I can just, as you're saying, man, just be at his feet and, and accept that love and then enter into that, that kind of daily inventory posture, hmm. am I hurting, you know, the heart, H-E-A-R-T, am I hurting, am I exhausted, Yeah. am I angry, am I resentful, Yeah. am I tense, you know, all of those, those feeling words really take me into the heart of, of where I'm at. Right. And so mm. if I'm hurting, well, what hurt me? Mm. Why, why am I hurting? Am I, am I exhausted? Uh, oftentimes yes. And, and the Lord just wants to bless me with some sleep yeah. or a nap. Right. And it would change my frame of mind. Um, uh, am I angry? Why resentful, intense? Can I enter into that long enough to say, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And then, 
to acknowledge that to the Lord. May not, I mean, I don't even know what to do to fix that right now, yeah. but can I be honest enough with him? Maybe it's almost like I'm, I was just thinking as you were saying that, it's like, man, why, am I, why am I sometimes far more authentic with my counselor <laughs> than I am with the father, you yeah. know, with, with my father? And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a good point of entry yeah. of just saying, okay, yeah, here's where I'm at today, Lord. Yeah. Center. <laughs> well, right? and especially if if the block there is I've not spent time with you, Father, and I'm feeling inept. I'm feeling uh, like I've let you down. I mean, I'm just imagining mm. real practically you and I are in the same office together. If for two days I, I saw you in the hall, I didn't say a word to you. Mm. It'd be kind of like, what's what's going on, right? <laughs> But we have enough equity in the relationship that that if I did come back around and say, you know, I need to I need to repair something. I haven't mm-hmm. been I haven't been present with you, and mm-hmm. and uh, but you're too important. Uh, so please forgive me for not being present. Mm-hmm. But but I do want to connect with you. Can mm-hmm. we just start start over here? Right? Yeah. yeah. There is this this equity, and I think sometimes with God we we kind of miss that that He has more equity than any person on this earth with us, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that we can come to and say, God, I've been in myself, I've been in my head, and it's pulled me away from you. I've gotten too busy, whatever. And I just want to say I'm sorry, but I'm back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's yeah. like reset. You yeah. know, it's like, well, yeah, you should feel bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About time. I've been waiting on you, you stupid idiot. You yeah, know, that yeah. Kind of, that's the shame message. <laughs> it is. It reminds me of, of, of Peter. One of our teachers is going to be uh, speaking a little bit about the whole dynamic with Peter. You know, and here's Peter. And all of a sudden, Jesus just lets him in. You're going to deny me three times. No way. And yeah. then he does that. And so I'm sure the shame, the fear, and the doubt were just flooding Peter's soul. But then he meets this gracious Savior who doesn't scold him, but instead invites him back into the story. Mm. And uh, I, I love that. Man, I'm glad I'm glad Peter did that. And they wrote about him instead of me. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'm just like him. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Initially, when you said Peter, one of our teachers, I was like, "Oh, you guys got Peter." Yeah, there. Peter's teaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's, that's a little, miracle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew what you were saying. I had to give you yeah. a hard time. So yeah, so I think that's good just to acknowledge if if maybe you haven't been in a good rhythm connecting with God, just be encouraged that you know just reset with Him, and maybe maybe that daily inventory is saying. You know, I've kind of been wrestling God and I'm feeling inept or I feel like I've let you down and I just need to put that into words and take that to you, Father. Mm-hmm. But I'm back. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me for being distant. I've gotten too busy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was Dallas Willard said, if the devil doesn't make you bad, he'll make you busy. Yeah. Yes. And and I think to your question earlier i think that thing that does tend to keep us away besides fear shame and doubt is just busyness yeah you know we've talked before about you know pharaoh having uh, the israelites make more bricks yeah and you need to go gather straw yourself yeah and you need to make more bricks but it was because he didn't want them listening to moses and it's the same thing for us you know which what was moses speaking oh he was speaking he was speaking freedom, right? Freedom. Hope, God's promises. Truth, yeah. Promise, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> Pharaoh's like, I don't need a, you know, so yeah. that's, he's the, you know, the, the Satan 
character in this. Um, yeah. you know, I don't want them listening to truth. Yeah. I don't want them running back to, to Yahweh, to their father. And, yeah. and, and it's the same way with us. What a good, a great reminder. If he would do that, you know, to the Israelites, if the enemy would try to distract through a guy named Pharaoh, you know, keep him distracted from hearing the truth. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't if this is that important? Wouldn't he try to do the same thing to mm-hmm. us? So it's good to be mindful of that. And I think it's probably a good measuring stick in the context of the holidays. If if I'm feeling, man, I just don't have time yep. to stop to be still, or our family doesn't have time to stop and be still. Well, maybe we're too busy. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we need to reframe what we're doing, even yeah. in the middle of it, and and it. Even just setting some boundaries with family. It's like, this is what we're capable of doing in this season, but yeah. we love y'all to death, but we're not going to be able to do this. And those are hard conversations, setting boundaries, but for your own spiritual, physical, yeah. emotional health. Um, well, and I, yeah, no is a complete sentence. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we think, gosh, I, I, I got to come up with a really good excuse. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you can just say I'm not available mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Absolutely. As long as I know that, you know, there's going to be other times I can connect with you in this relationship. Mm-hmm. If you say you're not available, can I honor that and not, mm-hmm. not shame that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so important. And it reminds me when you were talking, uh, um, one of my colleagues was talking about, you know, his admin he was talking to his admin about, gosh, I'm just so busy. I've got this and this and this and this. And I love what the admin said to this leader, her boss. Uh, she said, who puts your calendar together? <laughs> and it was like, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Who manages your calendar? Mm-hmm. You, if you, if you manage your calendar, now there's certain mm-hmm. things we just can't get around. I mean, you and I lead celebrate recovery and, and, you know, we don't have an option. We, there's things that people are expecting us to do, sure. but then the things that, that are outside of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what can I manage in my balance and my rhythm mm-hmm. to protect that so that when those things that I do have high priority, starting with your wife, Karen, mm-hmm. my wife, Carol, mm-hmm. um, those are our highest priority relationships if I'm not managing all the outside stuff on my calendar, then I'm not going to be all that God has called me to be in those high priority, right? Non-negotiables. Yeah. Nobody else can be a husband to your wife. Yeah. And I think it's a good principle even across the board then for all of us, some of us are married, some of us are not, but is there a significant person in your life, whether that's a spouse or is there an accountability partner or a sponsor or a mentor yep. that you could lay your calendar out in front of and say, shoot straight with me about, <laughs> yeah. about my, my rhythms? What do you see when you look at my calendar? And Karen and I do that often back to that October conversation. We just learned you better leave October wide open yep. because it's going to fill up somehow. Yeah. Something's going to, there's just things that happen. And and um, and Karen's really good for me in that. Just helping me is, yeah. you know, I'm 61 now. And it's like my brain thinks I can still do what I was doing <laughs> at 35 or yeah. 40. But it's like I need somebody to speak uh, wisdom and reality into yeah. me and go, you know what? You know what happens when you yeah. 
put three weekends in a row of stuff going on, right? Yeah. One of our mentors here, Robert, you know, he, he's said years ago, you know, um, make sure your calendar does have margins for the unexpected Mm -hmm. for that close person that walks in the door and they just need your time right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've got to be able to give you my time because I care about you. Mm. Or if, if my son calls and says, dad, I need you kind of thing, right? Do I have enough margin or is it just back to back to back to back every yeah. single day kind of thing? And, mm. and I'm, I'm preaching the choir on this. I've, I, that's something I have to battle because I can, I can look at my calendar and someone, can you meet in two weeks? And I look at my calendar. Oh, there's a window <laughs> and not realizing that, Oh, it's a window, but, but look at the before and after. It's right. like maybe I need to push that to the following week mm-hmm. um, because it's not an emergency or urgent situation. So, yeah. so with our last little bit here, David, what's some practical things that you do just ongoing that that help you connect with God? What's that look like? You know, um, you know, I'm a musician. I'm a worship leader, and for me, um, just throughout my history. I think the Lord, he and I have met so, so often in the realm of music, mm-hmm. art, but especially music. I mean, growing up, I spent a lot of time, I was an only child, but I spent a lot of time just in front of my stereo with my guitar, trying to learn guitar and listening um, uh, to some early Christian artists and just playing their music, but not just playing I know the Lord was pouring himself into me through those lyrics and Mm. connecting with me there, you know, in that little bedroom down in Louisiana. And, uh, and still today, I, for me, one of the key connecting points, um, has always seemed to be the Lord will bring, um, an artist across my path, uh, Mm. an album or something. Somebody suggested this or whatever. And I've got a good buddy that, told me recently well actually a few months ago about uh these two girls are called mission house hmm. and he said man you ought to check them out and so uh and i did and i have been every week when i set up for celebrate recovery on fridays i'm literally absorbing mission house's music because they're basically either singing scripture or paraphrases of scripture hmm. and that feeds my soul and connects me with the Lord, gets my mind in the right place. And mm. so it's a very, it's, it's a very simple thing to do, you yeah. know? Um, and That's so, cool. uh, yeah. Music it, is powerful, right? It is. It, does it is. It, it, and it, yeah, it's powerful. It can either have a negative effect on me oh, yeah. or positive, right? Depending yeah. on what I'm putting in my head. Cause yeah. it, what goes in my head goes in my heart and it affects my actions and reactions. And so, um, man, I would, whether it's that or like one of the guys I met with this morning, a young college student, you know, he, he was talking about, and I've done this before. He said, man, every morning right now, it takes 13 minutes on my Bible app to take in the whole book of James. Wow. And so I'm just, whether I'm in the shower or I'm driving to work or whatever, I'm just letting mm-hmm. that permeate my mind and my heart. I love you that. Know? So that for me, it's obvious then there's a lot of auditory element yeah. for me that's happening oh, that's for connection with the Lord. Well, there was a time when that's all, that's the only way people could take in God's it's word. true. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of value to that. Yeah. I think one for me is we were talking about this with that Romans one, but just gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking about even Jesus, when Jesus um, said, let there be light. He didn't just think it. 
he spoke it out loud. And so there's such power is whether we're talking about where we are emotionally and doing that daily inventory and how I'm feeling, um, what I'm thinking, speaking that out loud so we can get to the truth. But also, uh, what's even though there might be some hard things going on or some hard interactions with family, what can I be thankful for? I'm grateful that though my family's dysfunctional could be an example, I get time with them. And though it has to be limited, mm. <laughs> mm. I have to limit it and guard my heart. I'm grateful that that they're still with me and I get to hang out with them or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is what what is the th- what are the things in front of me that I could just mm. speak out loud to give thanks or such power in speaking it out loud? Yeah. Two things come to mind. Andrew Peterson, a Christian songwriter, he has a song called Don't You Want to Thank Someone for This? And he mm. talks about how in the context of our world, it looks like everything's falling apart. But back to that Romans 1, but if I will look, there's still beauty around me. There's still something good. So even to your point, like even though my family may be chaotic, is there anything <laughs> that I can see that is beauty and goodness still in, in, yeah. in the middle of that? Even if it's just, well, the turkey and dressing was great. Yeah. It was very tasty. <laughs> <Find> something. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, real quick, too, uh, one of my former pastors uh, went home to be with the Lord about a week and a half ago. His name is Sal LaFaso. Sal uh, struggled with a very, uh, uh, anyway, deadly brain cancer for Mm. three years. And every time I would call thinking, I'm going to encourage Sal, Sal would flip it on me. Wow. And at his service, uh, one of the guys who spoke said, you know, every time I would call Sal, he would quote Psalm 103, 1 and 2 which says, let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart, and I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord, and may I never forget the good things he does for me. And the NIV, it says, don't forget his benefits. Mm. And uh, so here's a guy with brain cancer saying, I'm going to bless the Lord today, and I'm not going to forget what he's done for me. And Psalm 103 says, he forgives all my sins, he heals my diseases. And this is a guy dying from brain cancer, right? Wow. But he knows... Ultimately, I am going to be healed when I'm with the Father. But he redeems me from death, crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things, and my youth is renewed. And so even just in the context of that psalm, it's just that reminder Hmm. to look and remember uh, the Lord and his benefits. Wow, I love that. Man, what a great... Man, if we could put that into practice by itself, mm-hmm. that would be a game changer for yeah. the holidays, yeah. right? Keeping yeah. us on the on the right path. So great stuff, man. It always goes so fast. I love the wisdom insight you bring, man. And and thanks for a great conversation, yeah, David. Thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> love you, brother. Well, I hope this has been a benefit for you. We need tools. We need encouragement. Uh, Recovery can be hard. The holidays can add another layer of that, but it doesn't mean that we can't struggle well through that. So hopefully you've been encouraged by this and and maybe come up with your own ideas on ways that you can connect with God uh, to keep on that road so that we can keep growing and, and maturing together in this road we call recovery. Hey, if you'd like more information about Celebrate Recovery, don't face this alone. Go to CelebrateRecovery.com. You can literally type in your zip code, city, state, whatever, and and find a group near you. Join us at a local in-person group as we walk this journey together. Hey, thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us next time.